0: to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement.
1: Broadcastbasement.com listening to Windy City Slam. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris, Mike Pankow, joining me through the interwebs. How are you, Michael?
0: I'm good. Better late than never. Yeah, I know. Glad to be be here talking wrestling,
1: finally. Nothing but but pure joy down here in the basement. We've had nothing but problems uh, today. We we had uh, tech problems and, uh, you know, you name it, we're having it. I'm also noticing that the Podbean room has all kinds of new dials and things in it. So we'll see how this goes (laughs) because even they, even they updated something today. So the live show comes out every Monday, normally at noon. We're doing it at three o'clock in the afternoon today because, uh, Windows decided they were doing an update to my computer and the uh, update took away my use of all microphone and headphone capabilities, which is a bad thing when you're running a podcast studio and now we're live on air and there's all kinds of weird little things going on with Podbean because they did an update. So everybody did these updates. That I'm sure are wonderful, and uh, we'll see if this one causes any troubles as well. Uh, let's give an update on what happened over the past week, though. In local wrestling, my friend, jump into it.
0: Yeah, ironically enough, our show is going on, although not as scheduled. But there was one show in Milwaukee with a lot of Chicago flavor called The Show Must Go On, which we'll get to in just a minute. But first of all, I want to hit on Chicago style wrestling, which was last Friday night outside of the uh, Cairo Pizza and Grill out in West Chicago. And uh, they decided a new champion because Vic Capri uh, tore his bicep uh, a couple months ago while training, had to forfeit the title at the last CSW show. They went ahead and had a six-man gauntlet match Friday night. And the winner and your new Chicago-style wrestling champion, Filth King Brubaker. He wins the six-man gauntlet, the LS talent such as Barshay Rocket, Cypher, Acid Jazz, CJ Esparza, and Ryan Matthews. And it was a really, really chilly night. The show was outdoors, but there were plenty of people there to brave it. So you know, thumbs up to them for, for taking in that show. And, and thumbs up to Chicago Star Wrestling for having an entertainment, entertaining championship match and a new champion. And best wishes again to Vic Caprini, and hopefully he will come back soon.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what all these guys start doing with the uh, the weather changing. Because that, the, what yeah. you point out there with it being cold, I mean, we might get to see our first like snowdrift matches. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to see what happens outside in the dead of winter. Like, you know, who turns into a popsicle first? This could get really interesting very quickly.
0: Yeah, we have a um, have a hoth style match, right? You know, from the right. Strikes Back, you know, or like you know, it's <laughs> like with
1: strap matches, except there's like a pole in the middle. You both have to stick your tongue to the pole and then fight each other while your faces are stuck to the pole. I mean, like, there's so much you could do with this.
0: Well, it's like whoever uh, comes off the pole first is the winner. Is that how we were it? There you go. That? See?
1: And you call it the, uh, what, what, what movie was that in? A Christmas Story, remember, when they had the kid get his uh, tongue stuck to the pole? You could do an entire thing. First person to unstick somebody from the pole. You could actually have a match with one bucket of warm water. Somebody gets unstuck and somebody is left stuck to the pole with their face. Stuck to the. I, I can write these winter promotions with my eyes closed. I've got a billion <laughs> ideas for them.
0: Sounds awesome. And the, now let's go up to Milwaukee from last Saturday night. Uh, I, I, I finally got to watch the show on Fight TV, Zello Pro. The show must go on downtown Milwaukee at the old Turner Hall Ballroom. And one of the biggest news items out of that show is the promotion Zello Pro will introduce a Zillow Pro Championship belt. And supposedly men and women can vie for this title, which is interesting because they already have a Zillow Pro women's title, but they've never had a men's title as of yet. So this will be interesting to see what what men might be top contenders and what some of the women uh, might do to get in on that title as well. Uh, Our friend Mr. Kate was already making eyeballs at it on Twitter. She's very excited about it, as we know. Um, and then we have the show itself. Um, really, really entertaining show. Uh, Zello always knocks it out of the park. Lainey Luck in the main event, the last match of the night, retained the Zello Pro Women's Championship by defeating Alex Gracia two falls to one in a two out of three falls match. And during this match, during the first fall, Elena Black's music hits. She wasn't booked for the show. She was out in California, I guess, at Game Changer Wrestling. So... Her music hits to distract Laney in the first fall. Alex Rossi gets the pin, goes up 1-0, but Laney rallied to win the match, winning the final two falls to retain the title. After the match, Elena pops up on the screen and lays her claim to the challenge. She will challenge Laney Locke, and that match should take place on November 21st, and I believe they are back at Turner Hall in Milwaukee. So that should be a great match between two old rivals of the last year or so. In fact, I saw them wrestle for Zello uh, probably about 15, 16 months ago on Wheat Street. Uh, that was a very solid match. Laney won that as well. So I think Elena has a little bit of revenge on her mind, and she's thirsting for gold. Now, uh, on to another former Windy City Slam podcast guest, Drama King Matt Rewalt. He had a six-man tag match against the Blackheart Battalion. So it was Drama King Matt Mason Conrad, and C.J. Esparza, who replaced Warhorse, who um, is playing it cautious because there was a, uh, a positive test down at the Collective in Indianapolis last week, and he was there too, so he's playing it cautious. A lot of guys on this show tested, guys and girls tested negative, so some of them were able to work, some of them pulled out by choice, you know, whatever suits their needs and whatever you know makes them feel better uh, in terms of being safe. But Drama King, Conrad, as far as a win the six man match, is the Blackheart Battalion. Drama King, Matt Raywall, pins Storm Grayson for the win. Filth King, for the most part, tried to avoid contact with Drama King, so perhaps we'll see another one on one match between them in November back in Milwaukee. We'll see what happens
1: there. I can imagine he's having a good time. I remember him talking with us, and you can go back and check out that episode on Windy City Slam. Uh, the podcast feed is is everywhere. It's even on iHeartRadio these days now. We're, we're even there, and uh, always at WindyCitySlam.com. But when Drama King Matt came on, you could tell he was geeked about starting something new, and I can imagine that he's enjoying himself right now. So uh, I, I'm I'm kind of following, especially with your updates, what's going on with him He's one of those guys I'm rooting for.
0: Yeah, he had a big smile on his face when he came out. He seems like he really is enjoying himself. And again, great main event on that show. And a great semi-main event. That was a semi-main. And going on to the rest of the card, there were some other great matches too. And speaking of former podcast guests, last week's guest, Trevor Outlaw, yours rudely, who was um, on our show last week, and that's available on demand right now on all of our platforms, he defeated Jacob Dean. But ironically enough, he kicked Jacob Dean in his balls behind the ref's back. So you know, I guess it's a little bit of a ironic uh, twist there considering what happened to Mr. Allah a little over a week ago.
1: He's changed his Twitter handle to Confetti Cannon uh, Connoisseur, which I thought was yes. really funny. Basically, he's starting to just try to own what he did, maybe after yep. I mocked him and laughed at him on our show last time. Uh, we did an episode of last week, I laughed at him a lot. So maybe he's just like, well, maybe I just have to admit I look stupid. So that's a good move on his part. You know, I mean, trying to trying to act like it wasn't stupid is, is silly. So at least he's owning it now.
0: Yeah, he gets the win. And I guess the momentum and the rub of a guest on our podcast last week really, really helped him. So whenever, whenever we can help guys uh, get better in the ring and uh, perhaps... Uh push their futures ahead, you know, we're all for that. So, uh, you're very welcome, Mr. Outlaw yours, rudely.
1: <laughs> I'll take full credit for her success this week.
0: And a ne- another former Windy City Slam podcast guest, two time, two time podcast guest, Miss Kate, won a four way scramble over Annie Apples, who used to be known as Jade Raves, Sky Blue, who was the CSW women's champion and Sierra, who was in Milwaukee native wrestling in her hometown. So great job by Missa Kate, a uh, fun match between the four women. Uh, Missa and Sky Blue were kind of had a little bit of alliance kind of toward the end of the match. But Missa kind of turned on her, too, to get the pin. So every woman for herself in that match, and Missa Kate gets the job done. So the last couple of shows, Missa Kate, Chicago's sweetheart, being a little less than a sweetheart, maybe a little bit more sheepish, and turning on a so-called friend, you know, to benefit herself. And the, 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 obviously the tag match was laney enough before was her to keep her safe you know to keep her away from elena and blaronex but this is to get a win in a four-way match so yes she's definitely watching out for herself but again congrats to miss A winning that match a uh, couple more matches before we finish off um zello we had um the qualifier one of the first qualifiers for the zello pro championship and obviously they're gonna probably do some more announcements on social media in terms of uh, who else is going to be vying for this. But one sexy mofo, Bryce Benjamin, defeated Mojo McQueen. Basically, Mojo is a voodoo character. And toward the end of that match, Mojo had his little uh, voodoo doll puppet and a giant, um, a giant pin or a giant needle stabbing the, the voodoo doll in the, in the stomach. And Bryce Benjamin was selling it. He looked like he was done for the count. But Chico Suave, the referee, saved the day and took the voodoo doll away from Mojo. Bryce Benjamin rolls up Mojo for the win. And then uh, Bryce Benjamin still in consideration for the first ever Zello Pro Championship. Amazing. There.
1: Amazing. You yeah. have
0: to, you know, you have to really do a good
1: job when you're selling the voodoo doll. Because the problem is, now when the referee grabs the voodoo doll and rips it away why doesn't the wrestler also get thrown across the ring like where do you separate that from mike right so i mean right. like that's the thing like i mean if he rips the doll out of his hand and tosses it shouldn't the wrestler immediately throw himself over the ropes I just feel like we've lost some believability there. That's all I'm worried about.
0: Yeah, maybe Bryce should have took a bump over the top rope or something. Just throw himself
1: over the ropes after the doll. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, kind of like when, when, if you remember Miz and Damien Sandow, when when Damien Sandow was doing Miz doll, and Miz would flip over, so would Miz doll, that would be like that.
1: Or what if the ref grabs the doll, right, and then starts having the doll throw punches And the wrestler is throwing the punches. So now the doll is actually beating up the other guy. Like there's so much (laughs) missed opportunity there. And I just feel like some of these, uh, these people coming up with these storylines are missing the gag. Uh, And I've come up with now my third good idea, I believe so far of the show. And we're only 10 minutes in this. uh, I'm a, I'm a wealth (laughs) of, of wrestling ideas. That's all I'm saying.
0: Good stuff. Uh, you definitely need to get a booking license, sir. And so we, we need to start Wait, our You need a license for this? So... Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I think you do. I don't know. I mean, then again, everybody in the brother. What do I
1: do? What do I do then? I just, what? Is there like a test? Is there a test to get my booking license?
0: How does that work?
1: <laughs> is that what I have to do? This show is getting ridiculous now. Continue on, Michael. It's,
0: you probably get one in the bottom of a box of Cracker Jack. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, more Zolo Pro News. No promoters are ever coming
1: on this show again after you said that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, (laughs) More Zolo news. Uh, The Bang Bros, Davey Bang, August Matthews, they defeated a team of country air, Zach Hendricks, who usually wrestles a lot in the Milwaukee area, and Doc Simmons who's his partner. And then there was a five-man gauntlet match with a lot of guys that you may not have seen around the scene before. Uh, Big Johnny Crawley from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, won the five-man gauntlet. And he last eliminated uh, a good friend of mine, the one-man dynasty, Darius Luttrell. Now, I've known Darius um, for probably about 10 years or so when he played basketball at UIC. He played uh, Division I ball for two years. Uh, He's been in training for a little over a year now for Freelance Wrestling Academy. He's really starting to show. um, Had some great spots in that final uh, part of that match. But Johnny Crawley pulled it out. Maybe uh, Darius Latrobe was just a little too confident. And then um, that was it for that show. So great show again from Zello Pro. Fun time. They're back up, I believe, November 21st at Turner Hall. And also announced for that show, uh, Drama King Matt Raywald's wife, Shaw Guerrero, will be making her independent wrestling return. So very, very exciting news there. And then, um, speaking of... um, Promotions up in Wisconsin, GLCW, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. They had Fangin' and Bangin' at Circle B Recreation in Cedar Group, Wisconsin, last Saturday night. And to touch on a couple of matches there real quick, a six-man tag team main event at Gangrel, Swaggle, formerly Hornswaggle in WWE, and Cal Hero, son of the GLCW promoter and Milwaukee legend David Hero, they teamed up to defeat the GLCW champion and Chicago native, Backwoods Brown, Salem Crane, and Coda Jacobs. That originally, for some reason, was supposed to be a Backwoods Brown title defense against Gangrel, but at some point, that match got changed into the six-man, so it was kind of a, kind of a fun little six-man tag there.
1: I just enjoy the fact that Gangrel's able to keep his name, but Hornswoggle has to change his the swoggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how is that? How did that work out? Like Hornswoggle. Let me get this straight. I always felt like Gangrel was a more legitimate wrestler than Hornswoggle. Yet Gangrel gets away with his name and Hornswoggle. They're like, no, no, we don't want, we don't want you profiting off of being Hornswoggle. That's pretty ridiculous.
0: I believe, uh, the man behind, uh, Gangrel David Heath actually owns the whole, um, the Gangrel name. And he did way back in the day to, uh, Uh, Or He used it with permission from somebody, but he actually had the trademarks, uh, the copyrights and all that for that name, even back when he was wrestling for WWE years ago. That's a smart man right there. So guys like that, very smart to kind of keep their name, brand themselves and all that. And then the other match I want to touch upon real quick in GLCW, uh, for the Tag Team Championships, Dr. Jeff Luxon and Ryan Cross defeat the teams of Ben and Gavin McCoy. And TW3 and Dustin Dredd in a three way after Jeff Luxon distracted the ref and then allowed Ryan Cross's son Jordan Cross, who's been really busy around the area lately, the opportunity to hit Gavin McCoy with a code breaker. And that allowed Luxon and Ryan Cross to get the pin and the win to retain the titles there. So, a uh, fun weekend in wrestling. I mean, there were a couple of other Lucha shows yesterday or Sunday, I should say, that um, I really didn't get a chance to see the results of. But yeah, they do a really, really good work as well. Golly, Lucha Libre is always a great promotion to go to. And Lucha Libre Total also has really, really good talent. So yeah, lots of great wrestling in the Chicago area. And um, that's it for the local scene. Although I do have one more note. We have the PWI, uh, It's the Progressing Illustrated Women's 100 came out this past week. Their digital issue was able to... Able to be downloaded this past week, and we have some Chicago connected talent making some waves in the top 100. Number 19 was Chicago's very own Kylie Ray, who's challenging this weekend for the Impact Wrestling Women's Championship on their pay-per-view Bound for Glory. So she's been very strong. She was number 19. laney luck we mentioned earlier was number 50, and Elena Black was number 99. And I tell you again. She was on AEW Dark last week, didn't win, but had a great showing against Red Velvet. She has been traveling the country. She was just in California, like I mentioned, doing stuff for Game Changer. She's been in, I believe, Texas recently, uh, maybe Florida as well, and then does a lot of the whole Midwest scene too. So uh, I would expect her to be much higher than 99 next year. In fact, maybe even with an AEW or an NXT contract or something.
1: Who are the top five, Mike? Who are the Who are the top five uh, women in pro wrestling right now? Do you know, they
0: were all WWE women, believe it or not. And then I believe Bailey was number one, which I agree with because she had a hell of a year as a heel, establishing herself as that character. Number two was Becky Lynch, even though we haven't seen her for a few months, but they are emphasizing um, stuff before the pandemic as well. So that you know, she was number two. I'd have to pull up the issue real quick to catch um, uh, three through five. No, but it's okay. i was just curious WWE if you knew WWE it off the
1: top feels. of your head, you know, and I, I was, I was wondering how my girl Alexa Bliss did.
0: Oscar was three. Uh-huh. Charlotte Flair was four, right. Sasha five. And then Sheeta was six The a first AEW representative and Tessa Blanchard was seven, which I was going to mention momentarily. So yeah, that's where your top uh, guys are. Um, your girl dropped a bit. Uh, Alexa Bliss was 27th. Oh my God, broke. this list is oh, illegitimate
1: shit. and I'm throwing it out right now. Ridiculous. re damn ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> I am just disgusted by the entire thing. Give it another bow. Horrible 27th. <laughs> Five feet of fury yeah, right there. Yeah, she
0: did miss a little bit of time with injury, I think, I, too, don't, care. I,
1: think I hey, don't care. I don't care. Okay? Becky Lynch is too, yeah. and she's been out being pregnant <laughs> for like the last six months. I don't care. Another boom. <laughs> Another boom. <laughs> that Alexa Bliss-Way Bryant thing might be one of the, the the best things going on right now. Okay? Bray Wyatt. And now they'll are and now
0: they both be on Raw because they both got drafted to Raw. Right? So that'll be interesting to see this how, how that that I mean, like,
1: come on, 27th. Who's right this? Terrible. Anyway.
0: Yeah, taking PWI to task, the Bible of pro wrestling.
1: (laughs) They're out of their minds.
0: So, uh, and also real quick, before we hit the the pay-per-views for this weekend, Shimmer champion Kimberly was number 15. We also saw her recently in Warrior Wrestling. And the AAW women's champion, who's been going through some injury issues, let's love late. She also appears in AEW. That's Chris Stetlander. She's number 32. So those are your, like, Chicago area connections in terms of uh, top 100 women. All right. So um, pretty good list. I mean, yeah, I think Alexa probably is. Crappy list.
1: No! Be, terrible no! list. No! People should be fired list. No! <laughs> okay.
0: And I'm hoping Mr. K will show up on that list next He's year. He's not even that on the
1: rest. list? That's terrible as well. Oh! Yeah, very upset oh, about that.
0: But, you know, we have a lot more really, really good women making their their name for themselves. So I am so happy that that list is expanded from 50 to 100. And maybe, you never know, maybe they do 200 next year. I would love to see that. And I think you could probably find 200 really, really good women to put on that list. So women's wrestling is... Uh, I like how you're waiting right for me now. to say
1: something. I'm just disgusted right now. I've just got my head down. <laughs> I'm just disgusted. I'm just disappointed, PWI, you... you, you, you. I'm done with you. I'm just so I'm I'm just 27th, 27th.
0: Yep.
1: Absolutely terrible, just terrible. Just go on, Mike. I have nothing. I don't even know what I'm going to say now. Just yeah, upset. real quick. We have two pay per views
0: to get to before the weekend is uh, before the week uh, show is out. At the end of the week, we have Impact Wrestling's Battle for Glory that Saturday night. I already mentioned Kylie rain, challenging Deanna Perrazzo for the Impact Wrestling Women's Championship. Kylie was the number one contender. So she should get a, a good run here. Hopefully she wins it and represents Chicago as the champion. We'll see what happens there, though. Uh, fingers crossed for Kylie, and good luck there. Also, we have Eric Young defending the Impact Wrestling World Championship against Rich Swann. They've been building that story for a few months since, I believe, anniversary. So uh, I'm looking forward to see if maybe Rich Swann could achieve a dream and knock off Eric Young and win the World Championship. That would be really, really cool. And then uh, a four-way match for the Impact Tag Team Championships are the Motor City Machine Guns defending that title against the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson. The North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. And then current AAW Tag Team Champions, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. So that should be a really, really good match against the top four teams in Impact Wrestling. And then you have Rohit Raju defending the exhibition title in a six-way match, which includes Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, TJP, Trey, and Willie Mack. So all kinds of different styles in that match. That should be fun. EC3 against Moose. Eddie Edwards against the legendary MMA guy, Ken Shamrock. And then you have the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match. And so far, the people announced for that match include Keith, Rhino, AC Romero, Larry D, Tanil Dashwood, who used to be Emma in WWE, Taya Valkyrie, Brian Myers, formerly Kurt Hawkins, of course, Tommy Dreamer, and Jessica Havoc. And there'll be, uh, I believe, about up to 20 people. It's, I believe, a Roy Rumble-style match. And whoever wins can make a challenge for any title in Impact Wrestling. And there's also an added stipulation, if Heath or Rhino win, then Heath finally earns a full-time contract with Impact Wrestling. So that's interesting. It's a little story there.
1: So he's going to finally get a contract? Because you know he's got kids.
0: Yeah, he's got kids. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm worried. Yeah. I worry about his kids all the time. So I'm glad he's getting yeah. a contract. That's a good thing. I get,
0: I get the weird feeling. As much as I love Rhino, I don't know if, if there's a swerve coming here and Heath gets screwed. I don't know. I kind of have a bad feeling about this. I
1: mean, the swerve makes sense, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. PWI has a swerve. They think Alexa Bliss is number twenty-seven. So I mean, like there's <laughs> swerves everywhere. I mean, I'm looking at the list. I'm looking at the list now, Mike, and I'm sorry. I don't even know half the women on this list. And there's a reason for that because they're not as good as Alexa Bliss. Okay. Nikki Cross ended up seven spots higher. Explain that to me. She's she's Alexa's sidekick. How does a sidekick end up seven spots higher? Yeah,
0: that's a good point. It's ridiculous. And speaking of WWE. Whoever
1: wrote this list, list, (laughs) I think they hit on Alexa Bliss and got turned down. That's what I think happened. And that's why they wrote it. I'm just saying, wow. I'm just, that's what I'm, I don't know who wrote it. I'm going to find out who wrote it though. Here we go. Here we go. I got uh Danny, uh, Walston homie. You got it way too long of a last name, Danny. And you don't know your female wrestlers. <laughs> brutal, <laughs> brutal. Keep going, Mike. I got nothing else. That's oh. all I got. That's it.
0: <laughs> Brain is fried at this point. 27. in a cell on Sunday night. And so far, they've only announced three matches since they had this big draft over the last week or so, where the rosters got shuffled up a little bit. So there's only three established matches, and all of them happen to be in Hell in a Cell. I mean, I believe that those are the only three that'll be in the Cell, because I can't see a whole pay-per-view with Hell in a Cell matches, because I think it would get old by the second or third match. But we have Roman Reigns against Jay Rousseau, which we've previously mentioned. Roman's defending the Universal Championship and it's an I quit match inside of the Hell in a Cell too, which is a new dynamic for that. So maybe a little bit of War Games thoughts into your mind when you're doing that. And then on the Raw side, you have Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Randy Orton, also in the cell. And then Bayley defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Sasha Banks, also in the cell. They just broke up. Bailey turn on Sasha. Sasha's now uh, on the good side. Old friends, old enemies, going at it once again like they did in NXT. And look out for Sasha Banks on The Mandalorian on Disney Plus coming up in a couple of weeks. Very excited for that. She's gonna as well. be on The Mandalorian. Yes. What is she playing? Do we know her part? Uh, I believe she's playing one of the uh, Jedi from Rebels no i can't 100 confirm that no yeah, no she, rosario
1: Dawson is supposed to be playing uh a yes yes yeah what is, is tr-
0: yeah so what true. is sasha is a playing? This, it's a different character interesting is she's gonna play
1: now I gotta find I gotta figure this out now all right well you got my yeah. mind off of the other thing that I was upset about so I'll if at least try to you figure watch this
0: out the trailer you can see sasha's in it that's definitely her really she's hiding out in the in the uh in the darkness a little bit as the uh as the Mandalorian's walking up to her.
1: All right. All right. Very yep. interesting. All right. Something else for me yep. to kind of look for. Oh, you're right. That is her. I see the picture now online. Yep. Look at that. So she's gonna be in the Mandalorian. This yes. is interesting.
0: Okay. Strong rumor for a while, and now it's actually happening. It has been confirmed it is her. Wow.
1: Okay. Yes. Very, very interesting to see what happens here. Okay, my friend. So all that said and done. Uh, what what else we got going on here with uh, WWE? I mean, we got uh, we got any other big news we need to know about?
0: Well, the New Day kind of got split up. I didn't have that in my notes, and I probably should have. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods recently won the SmackDown Tag Tech- Team Championships, and then they got drafted to Raw, and Big E is remaining on SmackDown. So basically what they did with Kofi and Woods is since the Street Profits were drafted to SmackDown and they were the Raw tag champions, they just swapped the titles. So the titles are staying on their proper brands, which is, you know, makes sense, I guess, and it's a fair swap. So that's how they do it. But having New Day apart now is interesting because Big E was the big voice, like, oh, yeah, and then he would do the intro and all that. Now he won't be with Kofi and Woods anymore. So it'd be interesting to see if uh, New Day on Raw change up their, uh, their feel, their gimmick a little bit. It's interesting to see. And I'm finally glad to see Big E getting a singles push. He's a guy I thought for a few years could have gotten a bigger push as a single. He was a former NXT champion. I believe he was also a former um, Intercontinental or US champion. Yeah, I thought, thought he was seen. an Intercontinental
1: champion there for a short time when they were yeah, putting the I belt actually- on everybody. Like every week there was a new, new person Intercontinental champion thing, and then it was Daniel Bryan won it and was going to like restore it to prominence, and then he got hurt, and it became the Miz's yep. thing for a long time. But I remember yep. that before that run with those two guys, the Intercontinental Championship was basically a throwaway belt, which was kind of disappointing. So I don't even know if I count him as an Intercontinental Champion as being like a good one. He just happened to be the guy for that couple-week period that was given it. So it's exciting that he gets a little bit of a push. I mean, I'm sure it's difficult for him to, to step away from... W- what he built with New Day but it was probably time for it to happen you can't stay part of a faction forever so that makes perfect sense to me my friend we're up against the time limit you want to get in any AEW you got anything else you want to finish up with
0: yeah uh, Moxley beat Lance Archer to retain the AEW championship on the big anniversary show of Dynamite last week Eddie Kingston attacks Moxley so that could be a match at full gear in November for the title We'll see what happens there. No new champions came out of Dynamite last week. They had four title matches. Cody retained against Orange Cassidy. Sheena beat Big Swole to retain. FTR defeated the best friends to retain the tag team titles. And then during that match, little goofy thing, one of the best friends, into Kip Salian's arcade machine, which was stationed at ringside, broke the arcade machine. And then after the match, Kip and his new best friend, Miro, attacks both best friends, Trent and uh, it's this buddy. <laughs> like this whole arcade thing has got me nuts. Uh, Trent and Chuck got attacked because they destroyed the arcade machine at ringside. So this is the type of story that they're doing on about now.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, they got some stuff going on. <laughs> Mike, good show. Appreciate all the information. Windy City Slam back next week, live noon on the Podbean app, on demand everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at WindyCitySlam.com. Bye-bye, everybody.